We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Storm Dark Weather Podcast. This is episode 287. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the October Thermal Slingshot. What is that That sound? Can you make that sound? You know, Sounds like a whip to me. Yeah, like a whip. Whips. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Thank you. For this week. Yeah, I, I know it's kind of hit and miss with your schedule being yeah. super, super Pretty crazy. Cold. Yeah, so I'm glad you're able to do it today. We are recording on Tuesday, October 10th. It's actually in the afternoon, so some of you are going to get this podcast tonight in your in your stuff. Well, lots have been going on. Had a little frost advisory the other night. Uh, yeah. Not for us. Not for us. But, uh, I'm glad. Springfield didn't yeah. have to cover the meters or anything. Yeah, how, how are the meters, They're by good. the way? Picked uh, a bunch this morning. Are they slowing down, or are they? Not really. Wow! Just, just, just holding out till that first frost, and then I'll be done. You know, yeah, just keep going until it happens. Yeah, how's your allergies? I don't have any allergies. Yeah, mine's going down. We're gonna. I got some interesting stuff in the pollen report later, but uh, yeah, uh, temperatures just up and down. I've told everybody last week, and keep telling people October is transition month. We're gonna. Have these days that are warm and probably in the 80s. Matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, what's the forecast tomorrow? It's supposed to be uh, 82. They keep bumping it up. Well, uh, <laughs> and then uh, wonderful disc golf weather. Then. It's well, actually, you know the the what's coming up next Sunday is wonderful disc golf weather. High of 60. Oh, well. yeah, that's the forecast grid. So when we get to the model minute, I want you to to tell me trends because the forecast only goes out seven days, but. Anyway, anything new in your world? No, I've been working and I've been sleeping. <laughs> That's a good thing. Sometimes I eat. Oh, well, okay. Sometimes. That's about it, really. You kind of need to do that every That's night. That's about it. I mean, you know, it's hit and miss, but it's, just been bu- it's a busy season. Yeah. It's fall break for a lot of the schools uh, coming from Nebraska to Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri will be next week. So fall break's a big thing. Not so much when I was a kid, though, but now it is. Huh. I never so had a fall break. Pretty busy at work. Wow. Yeah. So you're getting everybody down yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Are you having some fog still in the cave or No. It's been as clear. It's it's four K today. Oh really? <laughs> no no fog. It's just pure I mean, I, I just I told my tours yesterday I've never seen it this clear in here before. Wow. So I say that's a four K uh, vision right there. It's it's clear. And I even have eye issues. I can't see that well, and it was clear for me. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Now, what what happened? Now, okay, because you weren't here last week. We did have some rain that moved through. That's with that cold front, and the cave flooded a little bit. Yeah, it did. 
about two weeks ago. Okay, I can't. Uh, yeah, it flooded for one day and went back down. It wasn't too bad. Okay, that's good. And that's what I've noticed also with 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 disc golf because uh, Eichmann Park and Sunset Park are notorious for flooding, even when you get a little bit of rain. But we've been so dry lately. Yes, uh, you know, we get an inch of rain and we're like, oh well, it's not going to be playable. And we go out there. It's totally playable, mm-hmm. which that's the way it should be. We should just get some rain every now and then. I mean, of course, the uh, you know nice tropical system would be would be nice. It would be. Yeah, I don't don't know what that's going to do. Or not, but our next chance of rain is going to be, um, I think, Thursday night into Friday. We've got a potent system. At first, they were talking about it could in affect part of our county warning area down here in southwest Missouri, but the, the more the models, the later we went, then they kind of consolidated up north. But it's going to drive a cold front through. Not seeing severe weather here. Uh, that's going to be uh, what, uh, what, what was it, Iowa? Uh, it looks like Iowa. Maybe a little chance of rain. I was hoping for a little more. We need some more rain. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of on a good... We have been. Thing here. I mean, I, th- I think we're out of the drought now. Well, yeah, but... I mean, uh, I wanted to have a nice fall. I was just like a, a rain, you know, half an inch here, half an inch there. So, okay, so when winter color is supposed to come out? Yeah, it varies. It varies on the, the weather, basically. From October 15th, I've seen it colorful, to November 4th, I've seen it colorful. Oh, so, okay. And you don't know until you hit the peak. You just don't know. Yeah, you know, people people are wondering about frost. I've seen a couple of comments and people talking about frost. That'll hurt it. The, the frost, yeah, it'll hurt it bad. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't get any, uh, and I don't no. even know what the low was. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be freezing to have a frost. We all should know that. I've well, talked about it last week. We got down to the mid mid to upper thirties, right? About thirty six. We yeah, we did. Um, let me let me see. I, Trying to figure out uh, 36.1 for the week and the month. So that's the lowest we got at our weather right. station. Um, we've So far, we've only got 0.86 inches of rain, according to our weather station. Now, my buddy Phil... I got more at my house than that, though. Yeah, and Phil got an inch and a half. How, many, how much you get? I got right over an inch. Okay. Just enough to kind of tickle the cave and then, then go away. Yeah, yeah, so and here it is. The they tent. got more a lot. They got a lot more over in Reed Spring. They got three inches. I I, I brought oh, up because wow. I have to bring up a I bring up radar scope when I inspect a cave because I have to write in my report how much rain the area has received in a twenty four hour period. Ah. So I use the uh, the storm totals and pinpoint it right on Marvel Cave, and it'll tell you you know the radar estimate. Of the, got one point eight six. No. Well, Silver Dollar City got about 1.86, but right north, there's a big swath of northern Stone County down into Reed Spring, Barry, Lawrence. That there were areas that got three inches of rain out of that. Okay, is that where the flood watch? Did they issue a flood watch? Um, I know Oklahoma had one. I don't. I can't. Rem- I don't know if they did or not. I know we had a flood advisory once. Oh yeah, yeah. There. Oh yeah, and they had those uh, water rescues in Springfield. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been two weeks since you've been here. So right. Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and then I yeah. So an inch, an inch is good for here. I mean, keep, keeps. I mean, it's good for the water table to keep. To, I mean, it. There was a good three inches right to north and see that. That'll seep down into our cave. 
But yeah. it didn't flood this past time. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when when you have the special tour, what do you call it? The lantern. Yeah, the lantern thing. Do you, does that any of that part flood? Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same. There's just a couple more rooms that we go in on that. Oh, okay. So if we can't get to the part on the normal tour, then we can't get to the same part on the lantern tour. I mean, it's just gotcha. Half half tours basically. Okay, they, they, they get a little more on the lantern tour than the regular tour just because you know there's not as many of them. Okay. So yeah, they get to see a little more when it's flooded, but you still got to go up all the stairs at the end, not on the train, because without scuba gear, not gonna happen. Oh gosh. But we're good now. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I keep track that this past time was the fifth flood of the year, and I do count the one. Remember when I did the uh, time lapse? Yeah. I count that as number one, even though we weren't officially open for the season. It was still in March. It was March third. We were still working. Yeah. We weren't open for the season, but I'm still counting that one for for part of the season. So, well, it flooded fifth, so five times. Last year we flooded six times all season, so we still got a few months to go. So that's not actually not bad. I thought I really thought it flooded a lot more than that. Well, it's still a dry time. In yeah, Arizona. that's true. Even though we're not officially in a drought, we were last year and we got six. Right. Six floods. So Yeah, yeah. that, that time lapse was wild. I don't think it's oh I don't think we'll I think we'll flood again. I mean anytime you get more than three to four inches at a time, it's gonna for sure flood. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, and, and this thing coming through, it's gonna be focused up up north. Yeah, bit. it does not look too uh concerning for me down here. Let's see. Well, I mean People are asking, when is the frost? The average frost date for southwest Missouri is around the 15th, 15th to 20th. So we're we're kind of being average. I mean, we're, you know, we got down 36 and stuff or 35 or 36 or whatever. Uh, and uh, by the way, the normal high and low for today, the October 10th, 1010 is 72 and 50, which I think is perfect. Uh, next week. The, uh, the average high is 70 and 47. We've dropped three degrees in a week. So we're pretty normal right now. Yeah. I think that's the temperature right now, 72. Uh, 72.7, yeah. 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 So. And tomorrow, well, tomorrow's going to head to that front or whatever, but uh, when they're saying 82, that's crazy. But I don't know. So I tell you what, I'm. It's a thermal roller coaster. Wow. Oh, Yo. Wait, <laughs> No, that's a slingshot. No, that's a slingshot. I'll do that. Yeah, okay. okay. Anyway, yeah. So why don't we just get to your next segment and find out if there's any rain coming? Model Minute. Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah. So, you know, they said rain and then they said 40% and then not much. So what do you see and do we have any shot at something? Let me crack open my persimmon. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to talk uh, about that later. Let's look at Thursday. <laughs> Looks pretty crazy up in Iowa. Okay. In, you know, South Dakota. A nice little swath of storms coming up there, but nothing down here. And Oh, God. That 40% chance of rain on the GFS looks more like 10% to me. Oh, down really? Here. Oh. Yeah. And... I'm not even gonna write write home to my mom about that. Oh, it's okay. not worth it. I wouldn't even make a post. How about it's that? it's not 
you know, up north, maybe maybe even as far as or far south as the very northern part of Missouri on the on the border of Iowa. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised and maybe see a, a watch issued on Thursday. Okay. Evening ish, possibly. What type of watch? I don't know. Could be a could be a, uh, know, it could well, be interesting. Somewhere I mean, it's October, it's transition month. Well, didn't they say, I think I sent you something that Air Forecast Discussion was talking about. This is a very deep low. It is a very deep low, and it's going to affect a lot of portions of this country. It's already starting right now, and we're in the northwest of oh. northwestern United States. That's where it's at. It's, okay. it's affecting weather patterns right now. I just wish, you know, for the heck of it, we could have it could have came a little further to the south just Me to too. give us something to, you know, play I know. with. I was like, eh, just something. Anyway. But after after Thursday, uh, it moves out pretty quick, and then uh, a bunch of nothingness, basically. Uh, high pressure move in? It looks like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. There's a high pressure right over us. Wow. Right over us, and then it slides off. We might have chances of showers toward, uh, I wish I could read small writing. <laughs> Um, you're looking on your next. When we get your get some glasses. Oh, Wait. I'm on the 22nd, so we're pretty far out on that one. Oh, so. okay. And it's just light shower activity. So, mm. really, after this small minuscule chance of rain, <laughs> it's a big nothingness the rest of the month. Looks wow. like some kind of a cold front possibly going to come through uh, the 23rd. Really? You know. See, I thought I was seeing something on the 19th, but maybe that's been pushed. Oh, that's cool. I mean, now, again, that's way out there, so stuff's going to change. The 19th? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. When is the 19th? It would be nah, a week from Friday. Up. It'd be on the Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those, the minuscule showers, and a lot of it, is going to head to the north of here, it looks like. Okay. And it's nothing, not even anywhere near as strong as what we're going to get on Thursday, which is nothing. Which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes, okay, that actually explains it really, really well. Now, the big stuff looks like down southern Oklahoma, northern Texas for, with that system. Oh, it's more of a southern type yeah. of thing. Oh, okay. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. But uh, nothing here. You want to go to the thermals? Let's see what we're yeah, doing with thermals. Definitely want the, one of the thermals because, again, it's pfft, this is transition month. We've already had one cold front. The second one's coming this weekend. Is we going to warm back up? 82 for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Way above normal. There's that cold front. Okay. Saturday the 14th. Okay. At, yeah. I'm looking at 40s, possibly for a low, 60 for a high, but then the next day, 59 okay. for a high. Yeah, that's what our grid says. Down to only in the 40s for a low, though. I don't see it dropping any cooler than that. And Interesting. Then the next day, 63. Down in the 40s. Yeah, it's fall. Okay. That's weird. So still still above freezing. I don't see anything concerning my tomatoes. that I don't have to break them the bad news that they're going to the dumpster or anything. <laughs> we need to have tomato watch. And I'm searching all... Ooh, wait. 
what? What's going on here? Something caught your eye. Yeah, something something caught my eye. Let's see here. I got I lost it. Okay, here we go. My goodness, thirty-two for Springfield. You're looking at lows now. I'm hoping. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I was gonna say no. That would be a big. Well, the models have thirty-two for Springfield, so that would be my. uh, Uh That would be the end of my maters. On, uh, I'm gonna write this down on my calendar. Cover my maters on October twenty-fifth. October really for for one hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for an hour, then then you're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but really, that's not too concerning. It was just, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy for my garden. There's nothing that's gonna. I think that's great, man. I mean, lows in the mid 40s is what I'm seeing. You might get some, you know, valleys and low lying areas get a little colder, you know, 39, 38, but it's on track. I mean, November 1st gets here, it's gonna get cold, right? Colder. I'm not supposed to have a garden by then. No, I don't. I don't think so. And and here I've heard it. You know, more than two people, actually more than four people. Now that I think about it, uh, we're complaining. It's like we, you know, we go right from summer to winter. Well, we've had quite a stretch of fall so we far. We have this I mean, time seventies and forties. I think what people, you know, in the past, you have a stretch of fall. And then it warms right back up. Oh, and then the bottom drops out. Oh, then they then they think. So, oh, fall. we didn't have a fall. Well, yeah, you did, but it just got warmer <laughs> and then dropped back off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it, Which that, that drop sense. off was probably on time, you know, for it to be a normal thing to happen. Right. So. Well, well, kind of like what's happening tomorrow. If we get in the 82, and then two days later we're like 60, then mm. they'll think, well, we didn't have a fall. Well, we actually kind of did, but. Before yeah. that big big thing warmed up there, but well, the this week, let's see, two days ago, I'm trying to think what day is today. Today's the tenth. Okay, well, two days Tuesday. ago was the first day the cave was warmer than the outside temperature. Ah, I mean it's right there, close, and that's why there's no fog or anything. There's also gotcha. no air movement. Oh yeah. Everything's so what stagnant. happens when there's no air movement? The CO2 levels go up a little bit. But uh, the same thing happens to area lakes. Okay. And the oxygen level in the lakes go down, so they have to start uh, letting water out of Table Rock to add oxygen to Tanicomo so the we don't get the big autumn fish kill that would happen. That's what happens. Yes. It's, it's, it's with temperature. The lakes turn over. Uh-huh. I've heard so that. So does my cave. Wow. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's no air movement because in the summertime, I opened that back door to get on that train and uh, the, the warm air outside just sucks the cold air right out of the cave. And the other day, I did a nighttime tour and it was well below what the cave temperature was outside and the air was coming from outside to inside of the cave so it it blows in reverse yeah which is really cool actually because of the temperature right wow you know i i I remember us talking about you know the air at the the different temperatures Mm -hmm. but it just made sense to me like when the lake turns over if it's it's all related to temperature 
Because what is the average temperature at Taney Como is like, what, 45? I mean, it doesn't vary yeah, much. It's but it's, much. Yeah, it's closer to 50, around, right yeah. around 50, but yeah. Yeah, but Taney Como doesn't so much turn over. It's Table Rock. Uh, yeah, because Taney Como is always going. So Table Rock turns over. Water's coming out from the bottom of that dam. Doesn't have any oxygen because all that oxygen just went to the top. So I'm oh. saying, it, and you can see when the lake turns over, you can tell by just looking at it. It it looks it has a little different hue tint to it. The water is, and it takes a while to clear up. So yeah, pretty cool. Fascinating. Hmm? See, you learned a whole bunch here. I even learned a whole bunch here. You smart. You're a smart cookie, by the way. <sighs> I just make it up. Oh, hey, hey, that's good. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's get to the next segment. Yeah, I did not take an antihistamine today. Um, and you're going to go play disc golf? Yeah, did it? Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, temperature's good, but uh, I'm looking all of the... Uh, levels of pollen are going down. They're not gone yet. I mean, when we get that first hard freeze, and we're going to retire the pollen report. But right now, according to pollen.com, ragweed. Ragweed's the main culprit. And I can go specifically to Branson. So I'm kind of, I don't know where they get the information, but. Well, they had some in your backyard, but they mowed this morning, so it's gone. Ragweed? Yeah. Oh, if they mowed it, no, then it's going to, no. yeah, they mowed it before 8 o'clock. Oh, before 8 o'clock. Anyway, uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, the readings, they say, are, are low medium, and on Thursday, medium. Uh, not sure why Thursday. I think maybe it's, oh, maybe because tomorrow's going to get warmer, and it'll kind of revive yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, we're used to seeing readings 10, 11, with the red and everything. Now I'm seeing readings that are low and stuff. So it, allergies are still out there. What, what are you seeing? This is the today's uh, Springfield Green County Health Department readings. Okay. Mold is high. Hmm. Ragweed is actually registering as low. Yeah. Seven. Oh, that's not my, Maybe that's why I'm not having any problems. I'm going to guess that that's why. Ah. Uh, it didn't go stupid, stupid high for an extended period of time this year. It didn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I didn't get affected at all. I mean, it spiked a couple of times, it but did. it kind of stayed down. It did. And that's the lowest I've seen it in a long time. Seven. Seven. And that really actually correlates to yeah. like the six or something I'm seeing on pollen.com. Wow. Uh, anything else out there? Because, um, I mean, I'm sure. Grass is. is moderate. Mold is high. Weeds are low. Oh yeah, at the park, there's mushrooms everywhere. Oh yeah, we have to we have to kind of disc around them. But yeah, the, the little I don't know what you call them. The typical yeah, is don't, it cladosporium? Is don't that? Do <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't know. <laughs> Toadstools, what we call them back there in my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I, that's all I'm seeing. And again, whence whence whence, whence we get that uh, really killing fr- freeze, which uh, temperature would have to be about 28 degrees for about three or four hours, and that would you know that would nix everything. Then we can say bye bye to all of the pollens out there. Good deal. Good deal. All right, we got stuff to talk about in the tropics. It's tropical. Yeah, we had that one. What what was that one? It just stuck around. It wasn't Lee. It was uh, not Rena. One right before it. 
it disappeared, so I forgot about right it. Right before the R? Yeah, Re- Rena. Right before R is. Was it a P? I'm not. I don't Maybe. Remember. Isn't that funny? I, I yeah. f- totally forgot about it. Yeah, Rena lasted like, what, two days and like, whatever. And then, the, but the other one, Philippe. Yeah, it go. was Philippe. Yes. Hung around, hung yeah, around, yeah. and suddenly just decided to bam, go up north. And, I, and then I looked and it was gone. But. We, I mean, there's no active systems, but there's a broad area of low pressure several hundred miles southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. Uh, they're saying it's probably going to do a tropical depression. It's, it's going to be likely to develop in a couple of days. It might be faster than that. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, the, the sea surface temperatures are stupid warm out there. So, And it's in that prime spot. It's way down there in that southern, you know, Atlantic Well, thing. this is the same one I'm looking at, the Invest 92L. Just off of Africa? Yeah. Yep, yep, that's it. The winds are not on the latest update, which they don't update them as much as they would a hurricane. Or yeah. 45 miles per hour. What? Yeah. Well, that's a tropical storm. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe they need to get the hurricane hunter out and check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's and way I don't know out how, there. How accurate the wind, how, how do they measure the wind on that? Just with radio, uh, satellite? satellite? Satellite. So... Because I, I heard him talking. I about wonder that if they verify it first. They get the the plane out there or whatever. I mean, it's way over there. Yeah. No. I'm. I. Yeah. A L ninety two. Ninety two L. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I have it updated two p.m. Eastern time, which is one p.m. What says your... noon GMT? So that's been noon. Twelve. Twelve o'clock GMT. That, that was this morning. That's seven a.m. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the two up two o'clock update, e- Eastern. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, well, I mean, it, regardless, it's going to become something. So after R is S. It looks pretty. Oh, that looks yeah. Corey's showing me the satellite version. It that, looks pretty stormy. That's going to become something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's definitely going to become something. Um, so yeah, that would be S. So I have no idea what S is, but Steve, I don't know. <laughs> If you don't know what it is, you call it Steve. But right. uh, and uh, the the other thing I just saw, it's not going to become anything, but it's kind of interesting. It's a disorganized area of low pressure uh, located over the southwestern Gulf. It's just east of Mexico and just kind of west of Venezuela. Uh, it's not going to really, really going to do anything, but it's going to move north. So what they're saying is the the Gulf Coast uh, by the late. Later this week, could get some heavy rains and kind of gale force winds, but it's they're not expecting it. Now watch. I bet you that thing becomes something. See, you and me have this thing where it's like, hey, it won't do something. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> you know, I, I think it might too. But 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 again, if it takes off, I mean, if, if it roots itself and takes off, they bomb out. I mean, most of them have, well, half of them have done that so far. So, all right, in the Pacific, we had Tropical Storm Lydia, but it bombed overnight. It is now Hurricane Lydia, maximum sustained winds of 100 miles an hour. It was headed towards Mexico, and literally yesterday was 60-mile-an-hour winds. It's like, nah, mm. maybe, and it bombed out. It, I don't know if it's going to become a Cat 3. A Cat 3 would be—let me just check here. Oh, it is. It's a Cat 3. Wow. 115 miles per hour, central minimum pressure, 959. I'm just I'm looking actually oh, yeah. online right now. I got it right here. 
Cat three. Cat three. Oh my gosh! It, it, it looks pretty impressive, actually. Oh, you, you got some satellite. I don't on see it? an eye yet. Okay. Okay. So National Hurricane Center at one one forty five Mountain Daylight Time MDT, which would be two forty five, which means just now. Lydia strengthens rapidly and is near Category four strength. Holy mackerel. I'm reading that now. Data from an so. Air, Air Force Reserve Hurricane Hunter aircraft indicates that Lydia has strengthened rapidly and maximum sustained winds near 125 miles per hour. Uh, sh- that's up 10 mile an hour in the past hour. Yeah. <laughs> the minimum pressure is estimated 950, so it's dropped 9. Wow. That thing is bombing. See, it, they're bombing, man. I was going to bring that up on a radar scope. See if I can find it. Holy cow. Actually. Uh, yeah, it literally, I mean, of course, when people hear Where this. Where is it exactly? Uh, is it east or west? Because it cuts off. West doesn't go off. Does it, it is. Uh, Mexico. Yeah, if, if that's Mexico, it's right there. Like the Baja's here. Yeah. It's right there. I'm showing. I'm making ham puppets. <laughs> well, because the. It's right on the. Right on the border of the west and the east satellites, believe it or not. Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. You have to look at the east for that one. Yes, yes, it's on the other thing. So, anyway, in Manzanillo and El Ro- Roblito, uh, hurricane warning and loss. Uh, there's bands from that all the way into Texas. Yeah, that thing, well, it bombed out. Almost Cat 4. That's insane. Yeah, I knew it was, I knew it was bombing out. Now, that's radar scope. Holy Cow! That cool? Whoa, that's impressive. I certainly. I, need I mean, to this whole—it looks like the clouds from it are all, all the way all across, across the southern part of the United it does. States. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, don't regard what anything I have on my sheet here. I'm just looking at re- in real time. Uh, yeah, that update literally. It kind of looks like it's going to have an, a good. It was eye like there. six minutes ago. Oh, it's trying. Oh my gosh. What's, yeah, people what's the, the po- pressure on that? Nine, it dropped to 950. Hmm. It was 959, and within the last hour, it dropped to 950, so it's, it's crazy. So, you know what we're going to do? Um, let's, why don't we get to the weather school? I'm, I want to go and look at, at the radar while, uh, while we're doing the weather school. This week's weather school is about the Climate Prediction Center. What do they do? How do they do their work? Uh, and uh, how can we rely on them for the climate? So, let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The Climate Prediction Center outlook is for a warmer-than-average winter. I guess we won't see any snow. Or will we? The Climate Prediction Center, or CPC, is a United States federal agency that is one of the national centers for environmental prediction, which are a part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Weather Service. The CPC is headquartered in College Park, Maryland. 
Its roots trace back to the late 18th century, with the United States Army Signal Corps taking over responsibility of the climate program in the late 19th century. Once it became part of the United States Weather Bureau, it was known as the Weather Bureau Climate and Crop Services. From 1957 through 1966, the United States Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology, located in Washington, D.C., and then Suitland, Maryland, published the Mariner's Weather Log publication. Late in the 20th century, it was known as the Climate Analysis Center for a time before evolving into the Climate Prediction Center in 1995. The CPC issues climate forecasts valid for weeks and months in advance. The roots of modern climate prediction can be traced to the late 18th century. One of the nation's first applied climatologists was Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. A century later, the federal government assigned to the Army Signal Corps the mission to define the climate of the regions of the country being opened for farming. In 1890, the United States Department of Agriculture created the Weather Bureau Climate and Crops Services, which began publishing the Weather and Crops Weekly Bulletin, which the CPC, in conjunction with the USDA, still publishes today. The records of the Climate Division span from 1883 to 1961. For a time during the 1960s, the Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology was located in Suitland, Maryland. In 1970, various federal weather and climate functions were consolidated into the National Weather Service and placed in a new agency called the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. In the 1980s, the National Weather Service established the Climate Prediction Center, known at the time as the Climate Analysis Center. The CPC is best known for its United States climate forecasts based on El Nino and La Nina conditions in the tropical Pacific. The CPC's products are operational predictions of climate variability, real-time monitoring of global climate, and attribution of the origins of major climate anomalies. The products cover timescales from a week to seasons and cover the land, ocean, and the atmosphere extending into the stratosphere. These climate services are available for users in the government, the public and private industry, both in this country and abroad. Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. Continual product improvements are supported through diagnostic research, increasing the use of models and interactions with user groups. Some specific products include the three-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the one-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the six- to ten-day and eight- to fourteen-day products, which include temperature and precipitation anomaly, excessive heat outlook, 
and maximum heat index prediction. They also have a three-month probability of exceedance in temperature, precipitation, heating, and cooling degree days. They also cover the hurricane season outlook for the Atlantic and Pacific basins, along with the U.S. drought outlooks and discussions. They even provide international support for weekly hazards in Afghan, Africa, Central America, and Haiti. The CPC is linked to the National Climate Data Center, which was previously known as the National Weather Records Center in Asheville, North Carolina, and was the world's largest active archive of weather data. Starting as a tabulation unit in New Orleans, Louisiana, in 1934, the climate records were transferred to Asheville in 1951, becoming named the National Weather Records Center. It was later renamed the National Climate Data Center, with relocation occurring in 1993. In 2015, it was merged with the National Geophysical Data Center and the National Oceanic Data Center into the National Centers for Environmental Information. NOAA issues a yearly report called the State of the Climate. The report appears as a supplement to a summer issue of the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, which is a publication of the American Meteorological Society. The State of the Climate Report, known until 2001 as the Climate Assessment, is an international effort. The State of the Climate Report for 2017 was recorded as the third warmest year on record. 2017 was the warmest non-El Nino year in the instrumental record. There are three categories the CPC uses to forecast temperature and precipitation. Above, below, and equal chances. The above and below categories are divided into three subcategories, which are slightly, moderately, and well above. The CPC's outlooks can be misunderstood. What you need to know is that their products are based on large-scale averages for the forecast time period. For example, an above-average temperature prediction for January only means that the average temperature for the month is forecasted to be above the monthly average. There will be cold blasts and warming periods throughout the month, but the average is expected to be above normal. One can assume that since the overall average temperature forecast is predicted to be above average, that the likelihood of snow would be reduced. However, a quick-hitting major Arctic blast meeting up with a high precipitation system could indeed dump a lot of snow in your area. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And we rely on them for the longer range stuff. I mean, they're they're pretty good. Um, they take patterns and, you know, if, if they weren't 
good, then we wouldn't pay attention to them. But anyway, we got a little special segment we're going to do because uh, Corey and I both are hearing a lot of people talk about those persimmons and talking about the woolly worms and talking about the the bird or the squirrels nest. Blah 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 blah. So, uh, are any of those true? By the way, every one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is called weather myths. I don't see any of these myths that aren't correct. I mean, yeah, these are just, wow. Well, well, they're all myths. Yeah, there's tons of them. But uh, yeah, I, the squirrel nest, uh, I'm, we're just going to read a few. Uh, the persimmon seeds, no. Uh, you see one over there that's important? Important? Well, not important. They're all important. But I don't like the uh, very warm summer means a very cold winter. Yeah, that's wrong. Well, I mean. That doesn't mean anything. It's common sense. Summer's warm, winter's cold. Right. <laughs> That's how climate works. <laughs> See yeah. what happens. Yeah. Here, and this isn't a myth. Right. The Earth shifts away. From, uh, the, the the northern hemisphere shifts away from the sun in the winter time. Yeah. And it makes the the day shorter and the temperature cooler. That. Wow. Makes me think it's going to be a little cooler this winter than it was in the summer. Oh. That's deep. I, I, yeah. That's is. really deep. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, here's one. It says, cold weather means more migraines. Well, not necessarily. Um, it says, research shows that most common weather factors that affect migraines are humidity and pressure. Like, you know, and we're going to get a lot of people well, achy. That, that, it's not just headaches. It's knees and achy Joints and everything. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to do that. Uh, People say, don't, you shouldn't exercise when it's cold. Well, no, you can exercise when it's cold. Uh, Your body knows how to adapt. Who exercises outside anyway? And when you go to the gym, it's nice and warm in there. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I see people jogging. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. People love jogging in the winter because. It feels great compared to jogging in the summer when it's hot and humid. That's why I like playing disc golf when it's 60. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they say uh, there have been studies at negative 30 centigrade, Celsius, whatever, in a lab where they measure the, the temperature deep down in the lung. And even in those conditions, the body will adapt. Gotcha. Yeah. Ow. Drinking a cup of coffee is a good way to warm up. Well, you would think because it's hot, right? Yeah. Uh, no. That's a myth. <laughs> Caffeine could speed up heat loss. It can cause blood vessels to constrict and prevent your hands and feet from warming up. Yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker, but hot chocolate. I like that. Good hot, hot chocolate's good. Yeah. Soup. I think you do soup that warm you up. But that does make sense. You know, they say, oh, hot coffee. But yeah, if your blood vessels constrict, it's going to prevent stuff mm-hmm. from out there. Um, you know, people go out there when uh, when the ice is going to happen, they put salt down on their car and stuff. Well, oh, yeah. they say salt melts ice. It If it's only a couple degrees, yes, but actually it doesn't because salt just lowers the freezing point of water. It doesn't actually melt it. So if it's... 30 mm. degrees, you put salt out there, it's probably going to lower it a little bit, but it's really not going to, you know. And people keep saying the salt trucks. Yeah. It's not, is, is it a different kind of salt? Or I know it's chemical, but. Is it actually salt anymore? Uh, that's what I mean. Some be- cities use beets. I was getting ready to say beet juice. Yeah. Yes, they use the beet juice because that's, that's really good. 
Um, I don't know. Do you, do you need to wear sunscreen in the winter? Technically, yeah. Especially if it's all snow. Oh, gosh, I know. You know, you know how bad you can get sunburned when you're snow skiing? I <laughs> have talked to people. <laughs> because that... All those rays just bounce right off that snow and hit you in the face. Yeah. I've also heard, too, that you're, most of the mountain skiers, you're higher up and the air is thinner. Therefore, yeah. the radiation can get, get to you better. Possibly. I don't know. But there, there's just a... Do you have another one that speaks out to you there? there we got a um, ton of them here. Cold air makes you sick. We always hear that one. Yeah. Does not. Doesn't make you sick. Being in a tight space with other sick people makes you that sick. That makes you sick. Like a school or... <laughs> Yeah. Or home. More I mean, people are, you know, confined indoors during the winter time, meaning yeah. germs can, you know. And I think that's really how the sicknesses get around. If you have the flu or something, you know, that bring a cold home. My wife, Karen, was always sick because she was a teacher. <laughs> She'd catch everything, you know. I don't know. So. Well, let's get to in other news. Uh, I've got, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, not a surprise for anyone. I've got to call this up here. Uh, we are on the, on track 2023, the year 2023 is on track to be the Earth's warmest year on record. Uh, I found this interesting article from Fox Weather. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe I do need that antihistamine. I don't know. Uh, they said the the actual uh, temperature of uh, the, well, that's sea service. Let's go down here. I'm just going to highlight a few things. The uh, September had an average surface temperature of 61.48 degrees, which is almost an entire degree above what the previous warmer <laughs> warmest temperature was. Uh, and the month as a whole was about 3.15 degrees warmer than the September average for the pre-industrial period. If that makes sense. So before everything kept going there. Uh, another thing I wanted to say, oh, uh, records. So they have a record in Phoenix. Phoenix had a record of the longest 110 plus degree days they had 31 days of above 110 that was this year 30 that wasn't like a straight days of that was june it? 30th to july 30th jeez yeah 31 days uh that the old record was 18 days and that was back in 1974 <laughs> and the third was 17 days back in 1995 and 2007 they had 12 days, and the last one, 11 days of above 110, uh, was in 2020, 2017, and 2008. So, you know, a jump from 18 to 31 days. Wow. That, that, Amazing. That, that's for Phoenix. Yep. And the last thing, if I can find it, uh, they, they're saying that the, you know, the sea ice remains at record low levels. This is kind of a, a, a general general thing uh yeah anyway it's on fox weather just uh if you want to read it it's very interesting it says 2023 on track to become earth's warmest year on record so you can check that out Whew. but we already knew that right yeah yeah let me see and next year might be who knows what el nino is going to do what's el nino up to anyway nothing oh it, it's it's here it's He's here. it's the last i heard it's not as strong as as they were uh saying it was i haven't checked today but <laughs> but yeah they were saying yeah it's going to be up there it's going to persist through march 
95% is going to persist through March. So uh, I got a couple of fun facts going on here uh, from the, so I was watching the Weather Channel, good source. This September, there were 12 confirmed tornadoes. That's the fewest since 2009. In other words, there's usually a lot more. And I just took a snapshot of the graphic. I thought that was interesting. Did we have any tropical systems hit in September? Were they, and are, are, are they from those? Or was it just a tornado? I saw a bunch of small tornadoes and land spouts in September. But uh, there, I, I see three of them near usually New when York you have City. September, but that's Lee. Yeah. Usually when you have those September tornadoes are coming from those tropical systems coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, making landfall. There's one, what I see a report in Washington, D.C. There's three up near New York City, which would make sense. Right. Uh, two or three in Minneapolis, you know, Minnesota, and one down in New Orleans. So I thought that was it. And the last thing I have, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the, the largest tornado outbreaks of November. Okay, so November 21st through 23rd in 1992, there were 105 tornadoes. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, November right. 23rd to 24th in 2002, 93. Now, this is southern states because we're talking about this second severe weather season, and normally it's the southern state. And the third is November 9th through 11th, 2002. Boy, they had... They had a double batch there in 2002. They had 82 tornadoes so there. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty wild in there. Yep. What do you got? You got anything over there? Uh, Friday, there was a uh, the third highest, third most powerful wind gust recorded on Earth. Whoa! Associated with Typhoon. Uh, here we go. Koinu. K O I N U. Oops, sounds like Koinu. Yeah. That was Taiwan. Orchid Island, Taiwan, uh, a weather station there. The Lanyu Weather Station recorded a 213-mile-per-hour wind gust out of the typhoon. Holy cow. Third most powerful wind gust. I don't know what the other two higher than that were, but... Wow. Yeah. That'll knock you over. Wasn't the El Reno thing, that major thing, didn't it get that to 300? I think it's, well, yeah, seems I mean, like it. I mean, because they were the talking at wind speeds up to 300. I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. Wow. Okay. Hmm. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. You know, the Mars rover? Right. Recorded a dust devil going by. It looked really oh, cool. cool. You get, uh, you're sitting here just calm Mars because nothing moves on Mars. Right. And then you see a tornado just go by. <laughs> That was the coolest thing ever. It looked just wow. like a dust devil on Earth. I, I guess they have wind up there. I guess they have I, wind, and they have to have air, somewhat, you know, air to be blowing around, right? It's just yeah. not still. Yeah, it was a dust devil. I'm really hoping Try it... Some, find I, some video of that. I'm really hoping it didn't, you know, damage the Walmart. Yeah. Dollar General. <laughs> they only have Dollar General. Yeah. They don't have Walmart. Oh, they Dollar oh, General. Oh, I, th- I have a picture where there's a Walmart on Mars. On Mars? Yeah. yeah. I'll just have to send it to you. I bet that was photoshopped. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Dollar General definitely mm-hmm. up there. <laughs> oh, oh, last thing. Hummers are gone. Yeah, they are. Bye-bye. Now, you, they left your feeder a while back, right? They sure did. And I kept it up, too. I was keeping it up every two days. I was changing out the feed all summer long. Wow. And then nothing. So, uh... 
I had some pretty aggressive hummers. I had some get into a fight. Oh, Henry? One didn't make it. Oh, no. Henry killed another hummingbird right there at my feeder. Yeah. So Did you uh, kill the, the aggressor? Well, I don't know which one it was because oh. there's like five of them flying around. But uh, Oh, my God. You must have some premium like nectar. I, I do. <laughs> I do. So yeah, get that premium nectar from Corey. Right. Yeah, my because you you texted me and then uh, I texted mom. She goes, "Now I still got him, and she's in Springfield, so she had a few." But then uh, a couple of days ago, she said she they're all gone now. She hadn't seen yeah. them, which would make sense because seeing those geese flying, I'm starting to see migrations and stuff. You seen any tarantula migrations yet? There, it's happening. I haven't seen any. Yeah. It's happening. Did you see that picture of Matthew Levingston? Oh, yeah. From Buckets and Boards. He yeah. had a big old tarantula on his garage door. And I was like, oh, I would freak. I always had them when I lived out there by him. <laughs> they, were, they were all over the place out there for some reason. Wow. Yeah. Oh, heavily wooded area, right? Yeah. It's, well, I have wooded area. I haven't seen one out here. Well, it's, you probably got them. Oh, I know they're there. I just don't want to see them. No. Right. <laughs> no, that's... Wow, that that's all I got for internet. You know, you got that's all else? I got. All right, well, it's time for the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's time for the weather word of the week, and so Corey, since you're here, we didn't have one last week because it's kind of pointless for me to do it. So, Corey, what this week? What is this week? Stormdor weather weather word of the week. Thermistor. There you go. Which is a resistor whose resistance changes with temperature. Because of the known dependence of resistance on temperature, the resistor can be used on a temperature sensor. As a temperature sensor, yeah. As a temperature I felt like I was rapping there for a second. <laughs> a resistor whose resistance changes with temperature because of the known dependence and resistance on temperature. The resistor can be used as a temperature sensor. That's actually pretty good. I gotta give you <laughs> another like a little thing for that. Wow. Wow. That, that's, you used to do rap. You, I mean, you didn't I did. Do, you, yeah. You don't do it anymore, do you? I know. Except here on the podcast. Never. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean... You know, to, to wrap up, had that cold snap, it's going to get warm again. Cold front coming through, going to get going to get cold again. Then, that did you say next week it's going to get cold and then kind of go back up, or is it going to kind of stay? I for, You looked at it's the It's not going to go super up, but it's going to be nice. Think we'll get back in the 70s? Possibly. Okay. I forgot what you said. It's been so long since I we did the either. first part. <laughs> I don't either. I don't, I don't think we will. I think we'll be right around 70 at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, next week, the average high is 70, and this is Springfield. Uh, we don't have ours yet. I think we're going to be pretty much normal. That's it, what that's I what think. it sounds like, yeah, it, with, with no rain. I mean, you might mm-hmm. have your highs and you might have your lows, but it'll even itself out and be normal, mm-hmm. which is nice. And we'll have a Nice fall. to be normal, right? <laughs> yeah. I need to get out there and start cracking open some of those persimmons. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't going to work. All right. Got anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our post to have us show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, make sure and check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.